I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When I was a young boy, my father said to me, put this scarf around your neck and sing the blues with me. Now I am much older There's a place I want to be It's red faucet is beautiful It's steeped in history And I know what I'll find When the place comes alive I got that battle fever Coming over me And I got Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 62 of the Bears Corner, live from our podcast studio here inside G4HQ. Our loyal sponsors who are tremendous with Paul, aren't they? They are amazing. I mean, look, we've got cups here with, with name on it. I've, I've found some chocolates. chocolates. Do you want a chocolate, yeah. mate? I'll take a chocolate. <laughs> 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 Do you want chocolate, Jill? <laughs> 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 there's, there's a beer machine there. There's optics going in with gin on it and all that. That's, that's just, not a joke, by the way. That actually, that's yeah. actually happening. And I would just like to ask Nicole publicly that when she's laying on G4 taxis to get us all home bladder after we've done the show. Yeah, don't forget I live a long way away. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, aye, thanks, Nicole. Um, we're also <laughs> sponsored by KGM Printing, who is just a, you know what I mean, another great range of sport, a sporting range of yep. content. And we, we, we thank him for that as well. Yes, fine shot. The deal's got on came from um, the big man at KGM. Did. Right, guest co-hosts everything tonight. We have Oof. in the motherland, we have the main man, Gio. How are we, my friend? Been a couple of weeks since I spoke to you, but how are you? 
Good, good. Good to be back. Um, I've been catching up and, and, and watching the last one, but yeah, it's good to be back live again. We've missed it. It seems it seems like it's been ages, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it was the Wednesday before the Leon game was the last uh, live pod we did. So uh, it's been a wee while. A lot's happened yes. since then. Mm. Mm. Three games have took place since yeah, we last time. Exactly. Yeah, we'll get yeah. to them. <laughs> um, as usual, beside me, Paul Seas, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, th- thanks for having me back. You know, it's, it's almost a kind of MDLs, mate. Exactly, that's what it is. Yeah, you know, <laughs> going, going through the bottom of the barrel, oh, there's Smithy, we'll get him. <laughs> and bringing a bit of decorum back last to the proceedings this evening, it is our resident VAR, it's Mike McCurry. How are we doing, mate? I'm doing very well indeed. It's, uh, it's great to be here. Uh, normally, it's just uh, in my own study uh, through the Zoom lens or, or whatever it is, but. <laughs> The West Wing looks lovely. So it does. Uh, <laughs> the butler's looked after me well so far. Do, do, do you like the foliage on the ceiling? The, the foliage, it, it, it gives me a wee bit of vertigo. But other than that, we're okay. Nicole, it's lovely. It's absolutely lovely. Somebody, somebody said it looks like some kind of um, medicinal drug or something. It's a little bit of it, but no, I don't see it myself. I'll plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like any, um, you know. Celtic player that's dived in the box and ended up face first, but you're looking up that way, if you know what I mean. No, okay. no, no, that's, that's, anyway. a, that's, that's a weird analogy, <laughs> even for you. Uh, tell me about it, tell me about it. Uh, and welcome as well to our, our loyal viewers who watch. Um, without you, we don't obviously do this, so thank you very much. Hello, lovely people on our computer screen. Um, <laughs> smashing. See if we do a Halloween show, Jake. We should all dress up. Oh, yeah. But what are you going to come as? Well, I used to have a Michael Moles mask, and I actually went into school one year with my Ranger strip on, Michael Moles mask on, and a bandage on my knee because he'd just done his knee in it in Munich. Sympathy for you. No joke. No joke. I love Michael Moles, and that's what that's what I done. Right, so there you go. I'm just thinking you probably go to Herman Munster just now. No, Spe- speaking of dressing up, actually, when we go to the live show, somebody said they would dress up as Santa. Did they? Who's that? I think it, I think it was a Halloween. I think the most horrific I could come as would be Willie Collum. <laughs> <laughs> Make my life. Start the way I mean to go on. <laughs> Tonight we've got a wee bit of stuff to get through. To be fair, we've got a wee brief look back at Leon Motherwell, the terrible times we had there. Um, Dundee tomorrow, Livingston obviously the other night there as well. But a comment that was just on the screen a minute ago for Barney, obviously it is Super Ali's birthday today. And I feel as though we should um, mark that by just saying happy birthday to the greatest ever goal scorer club's ever had. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Wonderful human. He's behind us here on the wall. Who done that? Road. That is actually for Gio in Belfast. Gio, what's your Twitter account again? Oh, I don't know. Made him on my third one now, I think. <laughs> Belfast Jared. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Belfast Jared nine nine nine. Belfast Jared nine nine nine. Oh dear. Um, I know. Yeah. I know. No, no, you, mate. I don't know. Some freaky comments coming in there. This <laughs> is script. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. I'm not um, Aye. So people want to do that. It's fine. Um, huh. I made accounts in Bosbowski, but hopefully this one's here to stay, mate. And, and hopefully, your, mate. Your, hopefully, in your, hopefully, in your on, my, on my best Twitter behavior. Good, mate. Good. And by the way, you've not been out of order on Twitter either. I don't know what it is. Don't know, mate. Don't know. Some, pe- don't some people just get upset. 
Some people just get upset. It's because you support <clears> the greatest <throat> club in the world, mate. That's, what That's it's all it is. Exactly. Um, right, so, Leon, when we last left <clears throat> this studio, mate, we were all ready to rock for our first European quality, uh, group stage match. Yeah. Um, what was your thoughts on it? My thoughts were, um, I'll be brutally honest, I was not angry. I was not upset uh, with the result. Um, Leon are a very, very good team. I was more disappointed, and not so much far as the result, but just the way we played. I felt that we didn't play particularly well. Leon themselves were a class outfit. They didn't really get our third gear, second gear, third gear, really. Um, they didn't have to because we didn't make it difficult for them. I just felt we didn't perform. Midfield just didn't perform. Um, and we just, it was just two stupid mistakes all the goals. And it was just, it was quite disheartening. I say it was more disappointing than upsetting, to be honest with you. I, I, left, I left the ground. In fact, I, I walked out with about 50,000 others, just slightly dejected. And it was just a case of, well, that was an opportunity we, we blew there because we just didn't turn up. That's true, it's true. And I think I could have done a show one-on-one with you, Mike, in regards to the refereeing performance that night. Because yes. any time we went near them, they went down. Jason Denier, case in point. Yeah, right? sure. The most ridiculous decision I've ever seen. Um, I suppose in Europe, you, you, you maybe get that, a referee that's a wee bit more... <laughs> yeah, but he's usually a homer, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Something that makes Kevin Clancy look competent. It's always there. Well, that's, I, I, actually, I actually used that term when I was sitting in the stadium. I told the guy next to me, I said, these referees making Scottish ones right now look completely competent. What the hell is going on? Present company accepted. Well, it's strange because for an old firm game, the cry was always bring in the European referee. Mm-hmm. Now, again, you would have guys like Kalina who are, you know, top class referees, world class referees, but there's a lot of others out there that you're saying to yourself you would not want in charge of a. And sometimes it's better the devil they know than the, the, mm. the devil you don't. And that was the case in point. I mean, there's a lot of inconsistencies, but I think even in Europe, for some games in Scotland, Scot- Scottish teams still have a little bit uh, of a reputation of being a bit like hammer throwers. You know, they always like they always imagine a, a, a an old firm game just being a a tribal battle. Which it is most of the time, but they then just think, well, any game you're, you're going to get. Uh, so sometimes referees will come across with that mentality and thinking to themselves, well, we need to protect whoever, in this case, mm. Leon, mm-hmm. which I think was overkill anyway. Yeah. yeah. Leo, what was your thoughts on it, mate? I know you were kind of busy, busy doing work in the house and stuff, but what was your thoughts on, on the Leon game, mate? Because I don't think it was that Rangers were particularly poor. I just think Leon took their chances. And we didn't, and it shows probably this, the level um, between ourselves and, and Leon that they are a Champions League side. They're a step up. Yeah, mate. I, I thought similar to Paul, I wasn't. I wasn't annoyed, which is strange because usually I'm really, I'm usually I'm gutted and, and, and annoyed and things like that. There, but in this occasion, I think that you know we use the term clinical quite often, and, and they were clinical. They had, they really only had two or three chances, and and, and they took them. You know they mm-hmm. didn't. They didn't really cut us open. Maybe once or twice, but they, they, you know they didn't really cut us open. We had some chances too, but I think at that level they they just seemed to take the chances a wee bit better. And and on the night, Scott, I think it was more we were probably just beaten by the better team. And sometimes you just got to hold your hands up and say, yeah, we were beaten by the better team. And like you say, mate, they were they were they're a Champions League outfit. They're, that's the type of team. I think they're actually the number one seed and they're the the they're the favourites to, to actually win it now. So you know. It just shows that you know when you're playing teams at that elite, elite level that you really need to be a wee bit more clinical in front of goal. And unfortunately, that night we weren't. 
and that's me fulfilled my contractual obligation to the housewives that watch the Battlefield podcast. I'll let you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I did notice that comment there. Yeah, thanks for that, Jay. You're very welcome. Mate. You're very welcome. <laughs> my, my job is now complete. I've filled every obligation I've got, and that's us. I, sh- I feel. I feel I should let Mike know what's going on here. Um, there's, there's certain women who just like the Irish voice, and, and it sort of belts them. And to be fair, I've not got much to really compare with when you think about me and you. Well, oh, that's also very true. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I did. I told you what my, my youth was like earlier on. You know, mm-hmm. to be sure, to be sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, but going to the, going to Leon, obviously, you know, Ryan Kent loses the ball twice. We can see two goals. Uh-huh. Um, no blaming Ryan Kent. Ryan Kent's obviously played through. The pain barrier, I think, for the start of this yeah. season for us, mm. and certainly no firm game for the greater good, um, because we were struggling with COVID, etc. You know, had you been away, and you know things like that. So, CG Novo says, "I'm here for the Paul sex appeal." <laughs> You'll be waiting, mate. <laughs> You'll be waiting. I love, uh, you. I love you, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> so, would, would, in terms of for us. Is it just a case of too many were off the boil then that night? Because Borna, I don't think, well, we've said he's not he's not playing great at the minute. Do you no. know what I mean? Connor Gold to Leon Balogun, I thought, done, done okay. Lundstrom, by the way, was getting a rough ride for a guy behind me. But I thought it was one of John Lundstrom's better games. Than I just I. Yeah, I think I think you're right. There's just too many players go off the boil. Um, it's Even Devo. Even Devo was off the boil. Well, that's it. I was just going to say that. I know I'm, I know I'm going to say something right now, and Gio will probably either you know, he'll get himself another Twitter ban by abusing <laughs> me or something. But um, Davis has been off the boil for a couple of matches now. I think he's. I think right. it's going to be just a lot of football is just catching up with him. And, and as, a, as a as a man of a certain age myself, I think he's. I think age is catching up with him slightly because he has played an awful lot of football and he does need a break. It all depends how much he's training during the week as well. I don't think he'll be doing that much because I think Stephen Jarrett already alluded to the fact that look, he's super fit. I trust him. He'll come in and train when he needs to type thing. Mm. Um, so I think I, Davis will be off the boil. Uh, Goldsman was off the boil. Tav, um, he was, he was just hitting the first man all the time. Borna has not looked fit since he came back. I reckon he's still carrying an injury from last season, which caused teeth back in ball, caused him to miss most of the Euros. Mm-hmm. He was used very, very sparingly. Um, and he's just not hit the ground running. Uh, you could see what it meant to him um, when, at the old firm match because he had been, people had been hypercritical of him, ourselves included to a degree. But when you reach certain standards and maintain certain levels at Rangers Football Club, you're expected to reach those heights every single week. Realistically, it's not going to happen. But we as fans you know, have right. this expectation um, and it's disappointing when it doesn't happen. So, yeah, I don't think I was angry. I was disappointed at the result, but yeah, you're right. I think too many players have been off the boil and it's been happening quite a lot since the start of the season. Too many players are just, for some reason, it's just off the boil. There's something not quite right. I don't, I'm not a football manager. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, so I can't quite put my finger on it. You might have a better idea, having been in that environment, what may cause something like that, Mike. Yeah, I, mean, I think you obviously you're going to go on and talk about the Motherwell game and, and whatever. I think generally in the Premier League, you're, you're, you're spot on that there are a couple of issues, whether it's, listen, any player, any team, any manager, any racehorse, there'll be a drop in forum and you've got to work all of that out. But I think specifically with the Leon game, I mean, if you look at the first goal, I mean, just clinical finishing. Oh, yeah. And to be able to beat McGregor, from that distance for that. And these guys, they can play at that level. I think it was yourself that said earlier on, 
they were playing second or third gear. They're a Champions League team that's come down to that. And I think maybe to say on that night there, you listed a lot of players that you thought were off forum. Leon didn't really let Rangers play. No. They, they allowed them to play the way that they wanted them to play and allowed them to play and they allowed them so much advantage. But when you look at Leon, I mean, some of the slickness and the, the, the quickness of, of the pass, especially in the final third. And I think that there's what makes the, the difference. And on the more general point of going on at Motherwell and, and so on, I think one of the things that Rangers haven't done uh, this year at all, really, is in the final third. Mm. Uh, whether you call it clinical, whether you call it ruthless uh, or whatever, you, you can't or you shouldn't really be going, coming off a game where you've had 25, 30 chances and you've only scored one. <laughs> Your opposition has only had one chance and scored one. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to be... Uh, Difficult for you, anyway. but I think in the Leon game, I think Leon were in second or third gear, uh, and if Rangers had scored, I think they could have easily gone up uh, and, and caused more problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think if you take, if, if you were told a team such as Leon, Olympic Leon, Champions League team, quality team, would you take a two nothing defeat from the beginning? I think some people would actually have said to you that would have been a result. Uh, the know. thing is as well is that that, that game's not going to decide the group it's going to be Bronby uh, you know what I mean it, it, it's going to be the yeah, other yeah, games yeah. That, that's going to spark practice it's going to get us through and as long as we can beat them at home and be positive over there and take a positive result I fancy it's still to go through you know you, yeah. you fancy Leon to get to as Gio says maybe get to the final maybe even win the thing they you know are favourites I mean? how good they are you know I was impressed with them I must admit and I don't think as you said they get out of second gear really but I was impressed with them um, I think you can see that they are a class above us. Um, that big boy up front played quite well. I think actually it would have been better if we had Dumbelli playing against us because... Yeah, we know him. Ah, and he's not good. No. Um, <laughs> so we can... <laughs> Return leg. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. He's just, he's just, like, if anything happens to us and he, Dumbelli scores, you, oh, uh, can I have your permission to kill him? Leon being there conquered it, lads. <laughs> I mean, Demarcus Beasley, loyal, right? Um, I just want to say a hello to Andrew Bluebells. Um, I was oh, yeah, messaging him during the week. Yeah, mate. I hope you're doing good, mate. Um, yeah. And I know he loves Hadji, so I hope that we had you coming off the bench the other night there and getting the, the assist and unlocking the door, if you like. You know something, Hadji, he's, he's, I actually had, read a thing today that he actually paid out his own pocket for a private jet to get him back in time to play the match. That's how much it meant oh, to him to play. What a, what a guy. And I think... His dad's meant it. Oh, yeah. And in doing so, <laughs> and in, doing, in, in doing so, see this little COVID uh, break isolation he's had? I think he's gained a yard and pace. Has he? Yeah. <laughs> I think he has, Andy. <laughs> Do you think he's the answer? Uh, consistency, I think, can be Hadji's issue yeah. at times. Um, but I, I rate him as a player and I prefer to have him there to rely to, to call yeah. upon than not. Um, I also think he should start more games. Um, but at the same time, I see why Gerard sometimes comes on as, a, as an impact. And I think he makes an impact like he did in, in oh, yeah. uh, Wednesday night. You know, he, he does. You can see the difference. He's got that pass. But you go to Bakuna. That one ball he played through the middle on Wednesday night, mm-hmm. he looks as though he's got a pass. He looks like a player, yeah. mm-hmm. still finding his feet. Again, I think what we've learned for Lundstrom is that a lot of these players come, and we know this because well, there's precedents there all the time, is that they come up for down south and they think this is a walk in the park up here because it's Scotland. And, but the problem is, is it's so fast, it's so physical that I think it takes them by surprise. And I think you've seen that with John Lundstrom. I genuinely do. I don't think John Lundstrom's a bad player. I just think 
you know, he's, you can see his passing ability. He's mm-hmm. got it there. You can see his engine. He's he's the one that starts the move for the goal, the first goal. He's the one that presses the goalkeeper who plays it to Morelos. You can see he's finding that rhythm. And I think if he gets game time and we get off his back a wee bit, there's a guy behind me who just, he is the antichrist as far as he's concerned, man. <laughs> Honest to God. And I'm like that. Mate, you need to give him a break here. You need to give this guy a break and just let him settle into the team. And then I, I genuinely think we've got a player there. The, the, the space that, that they get down south uh, and the time that they'll get, the time they'll be allowed to get down south is is a lot more than up here. Yeah. So you'll find that guys that play in the, even the Premiership or whatever it is, they'll come up here. And especially if you play for one of the top teams, you play for Rangers where, you know, you're not in your own half as much, but you're pressing. So the actual sort of perimeter of the pitch is really closed down. Yeah, I remember Paul Hartley moved from Hearts, and Paul Hartley's game was going from penalty box to penalty box. And when he came up, when he moved over to, to Glasgow, uh, he, he was joining a team that had more possession, and he would be picking the ball up over the halfway line. So basically, Paul Hartley's great skill, as it were, we're going penalty box to penalty box. His 40-metre runs, 50-metre runs, all of a sudden became 20-metre runs, mm-hmm. and he never made any impact or effect at all. So you'll find that when teams are coming up here or players are coming up here and playing for the likes of Rangers, they have to learn to adapt to that very, very quickly yeah. where they are closing down. And although the pitch is the same size, the actual playing area that they're playing in is actually more compact. Uh, and also they're playing against, you know, usually 10, 11 men behind the ball as well, which is, oh, is a challenge in itself, you know. And Gio, coming to you, mate, obviously your, your uh, countryman, Stephen Davis, we touched on him earlier, I think where Lundstrom's been unfortunate as well is that his best position is probably where Stephen Davis is playing. You know, right yeah. in front of that back four, mopping everything up, starting attacks, driving a team forward. He's asked to play maybe to the right-hand side is Stephen Davis. Mm. And I don't know if he's maybe finding it a wee bit difficult, the pace of the game, etc., getting out. Because we know when yeah. Tav goes forward, the centre midfielders have got to go out and cover that. I yeah. don't know if maybe the pace of that, that's where he's been taking a back for it. And he's maybe just maybe Steve, maybe we can allow Stephen Davis to like Wednesday night. We don't need Stephen Davis maybe as much as long as John Lundstrom mm. can put in that kind of performance. And I'm not saying we don't need Stephen Davis, of course, with he's yeah. a quality player, but we rely on somebody of his age far too heavily. You know, he's not going to be here forever. Absolutely, man. I mean, don't forget, Davis is 38th in December. Um, he still plays international football every single time there's a game on. He's still the captain of Northern Ireland. He, he, you know, he's the he's the most capped British player of all time, now outfield player of all time. So, you know, the, the guy has had a phenomenal career, but I think me and you spoke at the beginning of the season as well about the transition and, and allowing Lundstrom to, to basically take over that position from Stephen Davis. And I think it's something that we will probably see happen a wee bit more from the turn of the year. Personally speaking, I thought he, he, Lundstrom had a cracking game the other night. Um, you know, again... Slightly, slightly weaker opposition, but he seemed to he seemed to pick the ball up, and he really seemed to drive. And in the second half against um, Levy as well, he he really, really stepped up, really stepped up. He was spraying balls around, he was winning balls, he was tracking back. And I think you're right in that central position or that pivot of the three. He definitely seems more 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 suited to that role as opposed to out on the right, which Ryan Jack. Let's be honest, Ryan Jack usually picks up that position, and it is yeah. a wee bit more defensive, and you do need to track that extra space and things like that there as well. So. Absolutely, mate. Um, you know, just sorry, picking up on one other wee thing, and I, I noted a few comments there for, about the likes of Bakuna and the likes of Haji. I, I, I think we, we 
with with the likes of maybe Scott Wright not really grabbing his opportunity and the likes of Kent being out injured, those to me are your two archetypal typical tens. They are the people that play in those ten positions as opposed to wingers tucking in. And I think we could I think we could develop a bit of a different sort of style of play with those two sort of being in that sort of inverted ten position and being able to have an eye for a pass. So I'm I'm quite looking forward to seeing those two coming up in the in the next couple of games and seeing how they perform and obviously Bakuna getting a wee bit more of a bit bit more of an opportunity as as the weeks and, and, and months go on especially coming up to the new year. Tell you what, that's too much serious analysis. Oh, no. Sorry, sorry. sorry. It's you, man. No, it's all I mean, not just you, mate. I think, I think, I think Gio needs a gin. <laughs> I've got my beer, John- I've got my beer, don't worry. Yes. Johnny Parson made a comment about why do we always need to find fault in Rangers? I don't think it's that we need to find fault in Rangers. I think it's just try to call it as you see it in terms of we've no hit our, hit our uh, top form yet. But to flip that, Mike, we're top of the league by a point. Absolutely. Right? Hibs. We're four clear of our nearest rivals and probably who will be the ones who run us for the title. If Rangers get their act together and find top form between now and Christmas, I think it can be nearly done. <laughs> to be quite honest. <laughs> Genuinely. Well, I mean, it's not to, to pick fault in Rangers, but you do go back and you sort of say uh, the game against Motherwell, you've got so many chances, you score one you know, you let one in and yes. then they, they close down. And, and teams, I think, this year will, will come to Ibrox and they'll, they'll play five at the back, four, and Rangers, the likes of Bakuna, Sakala and these guys, they, they need to have players who are going to run at defenders. Mm-hmm. Defenders don't like a player coming at them. Yeah. It's far, far better if they're playing with their back to them, you know, and it's a case of I can deal with that. Whereas if these guys can can, can run at them. But if they'd won against uh, Motherwell, there'd even be you know three points ahead rather than yeah, just sit yeah. with one point and I think this year it looks as though you like to your hearts and your hips I think the, the, the league's going to be tighter yeah, I think the, the fans are back in there there'll be more pressure put on players there'll be pressure put on officials there'll be pressure put on uh, well there might even be the Scottish government might have, might have pressure on fans <laughs> as to what they can sing or not sing or I've checked my text for the last 10 years I'm okay I'm allowed to be on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh, allegedly or apparently uh, so I can but in terms of that uh, I, I think I think Gio's right where if, if, if there has to be I think there will be not there has to be I think you can see the beginnings of a change in style of playing uh, where in that last third it, it might be slicker or uh, as Stevie Gerrard says ruthless or I would mm. tend to use clinical uh, yeah. as a, a better word maybe I was going to say sorry I think go on, you go, you go. I think I think uh, Mike's, Mike's hit, hit the knee on the head with regards to the last third we're not clinical it's almost like we're trying to take too many touches walk and walk the ball into the net no it's just it's it's it's, it's almost like indecision to get the ball and go oh, well, I'll play that oh, do, do it's just it's 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 over. They're overplaying it, overthinking it. Be instinctive. Be natural. Take a shot if you see it or you think you can get away. You may get a re. You may get a rebound. May get. You may get a, a deflection. Anything. But it's almost just like they're trying to play the little intricate passes, tic tacky, or they call it again, Barcelona or something. Like that. They're just trying to emulate that, getting the perfect goal. They're just, just playing utter pitchy, they don't mean tiki tacky. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Barca, oh dear, 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 dear. Oh, could you imagine? Could you imagine an Alberts or a Van Bronckhorst in this team? Guys who could hit it from 20, 25 mm. yards at the, manager? the edge of the box. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, the I mean not not one of our players, Kamara Lundstrom. Lundstrom has a bit of a, 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 a good shot on him, but I mean, we don't really see it. But none of our midfielders like to hit the ball from outside the box. Mm, no, I you're just right. Think 
if if we did have more opportunities like that, because we're getting the ball in really good positions around the edge of the box, but no one really seems to want to score, and they always want to score this perfect goal, which yeah. at the minute we're just not hitting that bit of form that that does exist. So take a shot. Hadji's really good at that, and that's why I'm looking forward to him coming back into the team. He's very good at taking those opportunities. And sorry, mate, I just wanted to say one other thing. The thing about Hadji, Hadji will make a mistake three, four, five times, but he will still go for that next ball. He will still try that next pass or that next shot. And that's the thing that that, that we really need at the minute. Someone who's prepared to make mistakes, but we have to allow the crowd and we have to allow the fans not to get on his back too much. It's also the confidence to do it again. Yeah, yeah. To get it right. But regarding your midfielders taking a shot, sorry, Mike, t- taking a shot, you're absolutely spot on the money. I mean, Stephen Davis, Glen Kamara, two outstanding footballers. Mm-hmm. But my God, they cannot shoot us out of the box no, at all. No. I mean, that's just, <laughs> so it's, uh, Kamara hit a shot the other night, and the guy says next to me, I just told me, went, and that's why Kamara doesn't fucking shoot. Because <laughs> this ball was it basically trundled, you know. It, it, it was yeah. gathering moss as it went. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Mike, sorry. There's there's two two comments, right? Oh. And then I'm going to come back to Mike, right? This one first. The date's in the diary. Oh, yeah. Jamesy, we'll be there. Don't you worry about it. And then this question, going to Mike, which is an excellent question, because our own Derek mm. Clark had the, the article or had the stat, or was it Joshua Barry for the Rangers view and, and Derek had, had quoted it, about um, the balls in play for like 39 minutes no, in total for the Rangers Middle game. So Corey Munch is asking, can you ask Mike his thoughts uh, and teams time wasting and should rest be shown cards a bit quicker or should even more time be added? And before you answer, Mo says... It was a good question. Someone said on Twitter that crowds should start counting seconds out loud to highlight how they must take them. That may be a challenge in some grounds, Mo. The adding extra time, I'm, I'm not for adding extra time, uh, to be honest. Add what's necessary and, and whatever it is. As a referee, you're in charge of the, the game. Uh, so I just think if someday it's time is and you know when it's going to start, you know, so uh, whether it's the injured player that goes down feigning an injury and cramp and all of this sort of stuff and it's going to last the whole game and that's a style that they use to break the game up or whether it's, you know, you're one nothing up and the goalkeeper's taking 15, 20 seconds with the ball. Uh, nail the first person you can with a yellow card and it lets everybody know. Mm-hmm. And if anybody else wants to follow on, that's their own stupidity, mm-hmm. and you and you've dealt with it. But I also think that from a refereeing point of view, my my style of refereeing probably folk thought I didn't know what a foul was, probably still do. But I would try and keep the game flowing. Good evening, Craig. As, as good. You see, Barbara was logged on yet. That's the case. We uh, try and keep the game flowing as quickly as much as you can, uh, and I think players appreciate that. Because they're, they're they're there to play football and they don't want it stop 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 stop. Sometimes, to be honest, from a referee's point of view, if things are getting out of hand, just to to put a lid on it, you need to be able to break it down yourself and stop it and just try and get things back on an even keel again or whatever. But I think just nail it, time wasting, nail it as quickly as you can, uh, and just get on with it and. Have have the backbone as a referee. Have the backbone if it's the same guy with throw-ins or whatever. As second yellow and he's off, mm. uh, and you know they, they won't do it again after that. They'll learn all this. Well, they're diving into it because a lot of people you see it's, it's not a penalty and, and it's a clear like, like denial the other day. There obviously with it, you know, with the, the foul towards you know 
I don't know if Scotty Wright's getting it Foul. anyway because it's it, you know it's, the boy's travelling. Denier's a bit of a boy and he's probably going to see it out. But there was clear daylight between the two. Yeah. They doing, see for me that should be a, a a perfect opportunity for a referee to turn mm. in and go. Actually, no. And by the way, I don't blame the ref there. The linesman's sitting. Oh yeah, see it closer mm. than me and you're sitting together. Do you know? And I just don't. I don't know why the linesman decides to flag. I don't know why the linesman just doesn't say, actually, do you know what, book him, because that is that is your perfect opportunity to stamp that out and say, no, actually, I'm not. And I don't know whether you would go back to the retrospective thing and say, right, well, we're going to ban you for that because you've blatantly, I know it's no cause then in the game, it's not going to change the outcome of the game, but you're blatantly trying to cheat a referee, and a referee's job, and not just saying this because you're here, but a referee's job's hard enough. You know, yeah, try to get everything correct in but, real time. But, but you're not actually just trying to cheat the referee. You are trying to con the referee, but you're cheating your opponent. Mm-hmm. So you are, you know. And I mean, I, I remember, oh dear, dear, many, many, many years ago, being asked to go down and give out prizes at uh, an amateur football uh, club. And there's a training session on before it, and the under-12s were actually training and practising one-on-one with the goalkeeper, and it was to feign a dive. And I actually said to the coach, to be under 12s, the coach, and I actually said to him, I says, if somebody had told me that, without seeing it, somebody just told me that that's what they were doing, one-on-one the goalkeeper, drawing the foul, or whatever you want to buy in a foul, as they call it nowadays, but getting a penalty, I says, I would not have believed you. I says, I find it abhorrent. And he turned to me and he said, well, every other club's doing it. And you think to yourself, Lord well, help us, if, yeah. if that's the future of the game, we're, we're all in bother. Now, I'm talking maybe that would be best part of 10 years ago, and it was under 12s. So I presume that that would have been filtered through probably all of the yeah, teams. All of their teams. Yeah. Unless yeah. it was just that one coach, it may not have been. But even for Scotland, one, I know. I mean, Scotland, you, you like to think to your boys that sometimes you say, I've been guilty of shouting, ah, you should have went down. Do you know what I mean? Because there's contact there and you feel so you're being too honest. Just get down. Do you know what I mean? But at the same time, I don't I, I don't I don't get that. And if my, if my dad had to say because my dad used to run our team and there's a few other guys, and if he just says to us at 12 year old, I said, We're going to, going to be training on this and how to draw the foul or whatever you no, I'd be like, what? Just put it by the goalie and get a goal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I can understand in the professional game, managers in front of the cameras saying I didn't get a proper chance to see it or defending their player. They've got every right to do that, but privately. I have a word. I think absolutely. Uh, there has to be an honesty uh, totally. there, I would I would think. So, so that was 10 years ago this was happening and to try to teach the players how to draw a foul from the goalkeeper, get penalties and stuff like that. Yep. Was it was Umar Sadiq one of these guys, was he? Sorry? Umar Sadiq. Was he one of these guys? Because it didn't bloody work. Excuse me, he's worth about 80 million now. I know, that's ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> he's mastered the art now. <laughs> but I mean, but if, I go, if I can go back further, when at corners, jersey pulling and blocking really came in, and really Craig Brown started the blocking, where it was a defender, you know, it was. I was always taught, you stay goal side, you're facing the ball coming in, mm. rather than facing your opponent and, and whatever it is, jersey pulling and blocking. And at the start of the next season, at the Class 1 referees meeting, we were saying, right, that's fine, we can deal with this, so we can, because we'll warn and say, right, fine, if there's jersey pulling going on, it's a penalty, end of story. And we had basically agreed that that's what we're going to do. So for the first four or five weeks, just if, if there's jersey pulling, blocking, penalty, they'll soon learn, and it's a case of stop that there. At which point, some of the SFA representatives said, oh, hold on a second, maybe. I mean, you, you can't do that. 
so you can't. And eventually, through the conversation, they refused to back the referees for taking strong action. Now, at that point in time, you know, they're your masters to an extent. Mm. So you're saying to yourself, hold on, we've got this in our capability to, to cut this out. You know, and you'll even look nowadays, they're still blocking in jersey. Aye. There's always bits and pieces, but there's blatant stuff going on. So there is. Mm. Uh, I think in the thing we gained, I think it was the Leon game or whatever it was, that the, there was a corner that hadn't been taken and the ball was still out of play. And, and where, So you're fortunate with that. And you get a lot of referees going across now and they'll, they'll call the, 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 the attacker, the striker and the defender together and say, now you two cut this out, blah, 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 blah. But it still goes on. Mm-hmm. And you just think to yourself, if, if, if FIFA, you have a bit in Scotland, if the SFA simply said, we will back you 100%, give the penalty, they will not be doing it. Mm. Well, that's as you say. I mean, you're saying with the, the booking with the, with the time wasting and that. You're training the players then technically to go, right? Well, I know he's going to turn around and blow the minute the ball comes into play here. If I'm blocking or shot pulling or something, he's going to come in here and he's got and he's right, penalty. See you later. Yeah. You know what's coming. That's what I'm saying. I, I can't then. As a supporter, I can't then sit and criticise a ref because I would turn around and go, but you know the rules. You know what it is. Do you know what I mean? And and I totally get you. You changed my my view with consistency and stuff like that because I always thought if it's the same thing happening all the time and it's the same for both sides, fair enough. But you made sense with the Gaza thing and you made sense with the Loudrop when you yeah. said about how you would, you would blow it, you would foul because Gaza is different for Loudrop. And it makes so much sense. And I think managing the game is the way to go and it's where we should maybe trust the ref. Where the referees maybe get sympathy is if the SFA are not backing them in certain things. You know, under then you get guys who don't make the big call then, who don't make the tough decision then. And I'm very much talking about against strangers as well. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not just for mm. us, but against strangers as well. Because I don't believe there's a biased referee. And I do mean that genuinely. I believe they're just a poor standard. Um, and we're not really doing it to help them. Do you know what I mean? But, but it's the same with a player. You, you can you can be a great player and you can be a bad game. So you, okay. so you can be on form or off form. I mean, there's times that out of a, a, a couple of games that I might be getting the big decisions right, but you're coming off a game thinking, I, I just wasn't, you know, at the yeah. races that day. Some folk will tell you it was 19 years before. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were great. <laughs> but, but, but there was one year in the League Cup that what they decided to do was to deal with dissent, was move the ball on 10 yards as in rugby, and oh, yeah. it wasn't a case of showing the, the yellow card. And for that year, the, 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 the number might be just be out by one or two, but it won't be out by many. The whole League Cup campaign, there was three yellow cards. It was three times it was moved on for dissent. And the year before, it, there was a, a, a whole number of yellow cards. So you actually said, there's something that they put in practice. And it worked. It worked. Mm. And the other side of the coin is, listen, I can understand fans saying, well, you know, McCurry's having a bad game. I want my captain shouting at him or, or whatever it is. But the trouble then is all you need is a referee, takes out a yellow card, and you, your captain or whoever it is that's done for dissent is under pressure. Yeah. And in the game nowadays, there are so many technical offences that you're putting yourself under real considerable pressure especially if you're, you know, moaning with half an hour still to go. Mm. Aye. But, but, but it could have been sorted. But, but they, yeah. they then reverted back to saying, just show you a look at and You're surrounded by players now again and whatever. But again, if they come out and back you and say that's what it's going to be, you can deal with a load of these things, time wasting and so on in particular. We had we had this discussion one of the first podcasts we've done for this season, uh, talking about the, the standard of refereeing, and we actually said it's the SFA are completely culpable in all this because they, 
they will not back the refs. They will not, and they're not offering any support in any way, shape, or form. And it doesn't mean they're. I mean, I'll, pardon me if I'm speaking out of turn or if, I, if I'm wrong here, but the referees are still, they're still uh, amateurs and not professionals. Um, and so, in effect, they're you're asking amateurs to referee elite athletes and try and keep up with them and understand the machinations of the game and the way things work. And when things go, and they're not getting the support from the SFA, because when things start to go badly wrong on the park, the SFA is almost just going to wash their hands and go, well, that's your, you're the guy in charge. You crack on, silly boy. That's I, blame the, uh, I blame the biomechanics myself, personally. Biomechanics, absolutely, yeah. Yes. Biomechanics. Do you right, know, are you talking referees, and you're on here. <laughs> I just think of that Northern Irish referee. No, I was going to ask Mike. Have you seen the um, Have you seen the Australian referees? And I don't know if it was just a if it was just a pilot scheme, but the the, the Australian referees actually have the, the mic'd up, and you can hear the commentary and the, and the communication between the linesmen, which I thought was fantastic. And there's various there's various clips online about the, about the way they referee the game, and it just seemed so. There was no grey area. It was just very very transparent. You understood how they were doing it. And I know the, the sport of football is an entertainment, but I mean, again, there, there's been calls for that sort of system to be developed and, and start to move into the game. Whether or not it happens for us at our level, I, I do not know because I think Scotland particularly is, is a few years behind everything in terms of that sort of stuff. But I quite like the fact that there was no ambiguity. It was everything was open and clear and transparent when the mic is when the referee is mic'd up and we can all hear him and how he makes those decisions. It is communication with the players as well and the way he talks to them and the way he converses with them. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, listen, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. When the, the 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 first pilot that we started uh, in Scotland with the referee, the fourth official, and the two assistant referees mic'd up was actually Rangers versus Kilmarnock. Uh, I was fortunate enough to referee that game. Uh, and it was the Australian crowd that came across and had set that up. Uh, and it meant that the communication between the four of us was, was far, far better. Mm. And there was actually in that game, uh, there was a, a Rangers goal, which come off the underside of the crossbar, uh, was a goal. So it crossed the line and then come back out again. Mm. Now, I'm not having to go across to my linesman. There's no dubiety. And the decision's made instantly because he's screaming down, you know, his, his microphone into my ear saying, Michael, that's a goal and, and you're away. So you, you know exactly what the what the situation is. And then in rugby, obviously, uh, the, the fans can hear it so they can. And I, I am all for that, have been for that for the last 20, 30 years, probably, uh, I think. Now, one of the problems with that is, is from a referee's point of view, is some referees are then scared uh, that they're on the record? What are they saying? What they're you know talking to players? And I mean, I remember getting dogs abuse where uh, Nacho had scored a goal at Ibrox, so he had, and and in the way it was a great goal. And in the way back, uh, I had actually just said to him, "Nice goal, Nacho." Now, somebody who wasn't a Rangers supporter, who was apparently a lip reader. Uh, I said, well, that's there you go, Michael you know, naturally over getting married next week or something, like that, whatever it would be, you know, it's, it's yeah. ridiculous stuff. Yeah. But, you know, we would have had, uh, I, listen, I, I never swore at a player. I wouldn't accept a, a player swearing at me. I wouldn't swear back at one. But there are referees who would have to change uh, some of the language they use to players, for mm. example. So within the refereeing fraternity, I understand that some folk were saying, listen, that that's hanging out to dry. My answer to that is, if you're a quality referee, you'll be able to handle that. 
and you'll be able to commentate through the through the game. I think the the, the important thing in that is with the fans being able to listen in, uh, or even the TV company being able to listen mm-hmm. in. As a referee, you're out there to do your job. You've got absolutely nothing to hide whatsoever. But maybe in explaining something to a player uh, or a conversation between yourself and your linesman, you're actually educating the spectators. You're educating the uh, the, the public. I mean, last night, for example, at the, the Dundee United and Hibs game, uh, there were two, two major decisions that were incorrect. There was a penalty that was given and there was a, a goal that was disallowed for offside. Now, you're saying to yourself, you know, you, you will see that replayed on television within seconds and, and you realise there's two major errors. We don't have VAR up here and they'll tell you it's too expensive. They'll tell you that you can't broadcast to the, the fans because it's too expensive. If we really want to see our game becoming world-class, we need to be leaders in, mm-hmm. in, in doing that. Yeah, uh, and you're saying to yourself, there's a satellite television company there. Willie Colm had made a decision on a penalty within 30 seconds. And don't get me wrong, listen, I've been there. I mean, I, I, can, I can understand exactly when you see Willie's positioning. I can see exactly why you made the mistake, but it's a mistake nonetheless. That mm-hmm. could have been rectified within about 30 seconds. So it could. Uh, even the conversation that he has with the offside, with his linesman, People can then hear it so they can. And it also takes away this idea, you know, that we, uh, we're all, referees are all Machiavellian. We've all got our own personal agenda and all of that. Yeah, sort of exactly. Stuff. So, I, so I, listen, I would agree 100%. I, the Australians have come out and, and, and done that. The Australians were, were one of the first that were uh, that they were using the communication between linesmen or assistant referees and referee and so on. What I would say, though, is at the moment, for every game, generally every game, you will have, uh, in the Premier League, you'll have a referee's observer who's up in the stand and you'll have an assistant referee's observer and they can listen in to see what's been said between the referee and the linesman uh, and that sort of stuff. So the technology is there, the ability to to do it's there. And and if the clubs really had uh, their heads switched on or, or, or whatever it would be, uh, what they call it? Uh, what they could do is they could say, "Listen, you can come to the game, and for a pound or two pound, you can rent an earpiece, and yeah. you can hear the, you can hear the, the the referee talking, and that in itself would pay for whatever outlay or or mm-hmm. that sort of stuff." To to be honest, so we, we that's have, interesting. By the way, mm-hmm. we, we, they do that. They do do that in rugby. They do do that exact they, same thing in rugby. It's a wee so it's a wee sort of one earpiece. Mm-hmm. You can you can. Yep. I think you can buy them and you can buy them at every game, but you can listen in on the mic the, the referees' decisions. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I, I I used to have a season ticket for Ulster rugby, and and we had them, and you literally just pop them in your ear, and you can hear the referee clear as day, and you can hear all his decisions. And there's yeah. no like I said, there's no grey area, and and there's so many and like Mike, that's a fantastic idea. That alone, that alone would pay. You know, for for any technology that you need to implement, or yeah. any 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 match fees for the referee, or even the referees turn professional. So why not? Uh, yes, ab- absolutely. And if I had it in my day, I could even lead to singing. And they're shouting my name and singing songs. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them going. See, see the thing is though, Geo on this podcast, we've now had Mike on what three or four times. He's been at the live show. We've said a million times. You need to get guys like Mike involved yeah. with the referees. Do you know what I mean? But the SFL, no, do you know what I mean? They, they're not interested. It's all self gain for a lot of them, and it, it does my nothing because see if you get guys like Mike there who's sitting there watching 
Do you know what I mean? Who, who, who's been in that position a million times, but was probably in that position when I would say the atmosphere was a wee bit more intense because mm. you had sectarianism a lot. I know we still have it to a, to a degree, but listen, no many people give the fans enough credit for actually the ones that don't Why partake not? in such such mm. activities now. But yourself, you'd have been there when it was... And I tell you, I was there when uh, you finished the game and you walked to your car in the car park. So you, 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 you're, you're on the gauntlet. So was, was that with uh, the fake glasses, the big nose and the Yeah, Absolutely. But I mean, it, it's, it's interesting. You've said that a couple of times and I've probably not really paid much attention or, or given much credence to it. But last night I turned over to see with the draw for the, the semi-final of the Premier Sports Cup and uh, there was two pundits. There was uh, Michael Stewart and Chris Sutton and they, they were talking. There was talk- no go-to-boo button. Was that there? <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they, they were talking about uh, a player, a new signing, who they expected to play and, and hadn't played. And they said, you know, he was warming up in front of us in the first half and they didn't play him, but he didn't warm up in the second half. So I'm sitting there and saying to myself, he probably injured himself during, during the warm-up. And then they said, oh, we'd have to ask the manager that question. We'd have to do this. These are two pundits mm-hmm. who, are, who are there to give an expert opinion of whatever it is. And you think the most logical conclusion for that is <laughs> he injured himself in the warm-up. And they go to the manager afterwards and the, in the interviews like there, you know, you didn't play so-and-so, blah, 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 all this sort of stuff. Aye, he, he got injured in the warm-up. See, the problem is, mate, you used, you hit me on the head by saying logical. logical. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of them have any logic. And you didn't use the word biomechanics at all there. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you know what? I, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this live on the internet as well. I'm surprised that both Chris Sutton and Michael and Stewart can walk, talk, and breathe at the, sa- at the same time without collapsing a jellified heap. Honestly, it just, they're just, they're, to, be uh, fa- to be fair, I haven't seen them do all three at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Usually they'll just stand in there and talk, mate. Uh, oh, there you go. No, you get that up, go. There you go. Well, that, <laughs> that, that <laughs> we did warn you, mate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, getting back to us as a podcast, right? The shots went back on sale today. Nearly killed them there. Uh, the shot, the shot. They see something of an age and all with that. <laughs> I'm just getting over the illness. You know this. That's true. That's true. Um, aye, the shots went back on sale today. Our Battle Fever podcast um, shots, and they are they are cracking, aren't they? Yes. In fact, did I upload a did I upload a picture onto this? I've got no idea. Check on it. Drink your water. Um. If I've no, I will upload one in case MD has been living in a cave and hasn't seen it. I don't even know. Will I email there. it to you now? Do you want me just to just email it to you and you can show yes, it on the screen? Go for it, mate. Aye, I'll need to get the email up now. You can see the preparation that goes into this. Yeah, exactly. People, <laughs> what, what folk can see is we, we can't see you now. Aye, you're back. Tablet. Aye, in the dark. Well, so, there's lights. Basically, and by the way, Fridge makes a cracking point here. Fridge, believe it or not, everybody, because this is the man here that there's no face and no voice and nothing here, but he's in the background here dealing with comments. But so, what I want to get out there right now is see if your comments don't appear on the screen. Contact Fridge's Twitter and not mine. Yep. <laughs> okay. Because it's nothing to do with me, lads. So see you later on. Um, you, you, need, you need out loud, but you say uh, handless. <laughs> I know. I, I, I actually kind of end it. Look at his face. He's like a wee chipmunk. <laughs> uh, Mike's shirt is on order because he's a guest. So Mike has a Battle Fever podcast shirt that he can put up somewhere if he wants. Mm-hmm. Or he can wear it walking about the house. And I don't know what he would do. 
<laughs> weighed it on match days, whatever you want. Mate. Absolutely. Um, so he, he is he is going. Um, where does this? We're releasing a golf range. We're going to release a golf range next week as well. Right. And, and, and oh, golf yeah. range traveling to the studio yeah. range. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> several editions. Never stop stating. See the traveling to the studio range. They come with an inbuilt pillow for traffic jams. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Hi, hi, the Um Let's see. Curry Munster says Scott when <laughs> when's Mike's merch coming out? Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> see, to be honest with you, see if I could get my own merch out, I'd be quite happy. I've got tons of plans here on what I want today, and I've got, it's just not happening for me the now, but it will get there. Um and got, we'll get more you, stuff. You, we'll get a t-shirt with, with Mike, Mike Pretty that just did far across So the shirts Damn. the shirts are on sale today. Um Again, because the first batch sold out in 24 hours and that was incredible. So hopefully there's more and it's going to be up longer this time. Can you tell us where the, all the profits are going? Yes, please. Yes, I can. The pro- <laughs> Thank you. That's all the right. Profits- Segway then. <laughs> the profits <laughs> for this are going to the Rangers Former Players Benevolent Club. And you can see here on the screen is the website in which you can go and get them. Um, buy five tops, you get a pair of free sliders. Wait, Cafe, that probably could be an opportunity there. I, I, we've not got battle fever sliders, but I think it might be good. You know, hey, I'm open to everything. Do you know what I mean? Um, anything that can help raise, mon- raise money for our... Thank you, Fridge. Anything that, can, anything that can help raise money for our um, Rangers Former Players Benevolent Club. We also have another couple of products. This sounds like QVC now, doesn't it? We also have another couple of products, <laughs> which, are, which, are, which is the podcast logo light, and also the gates here. And I don't know if you can see it out just with the lighting in the I studio, don't know, but it's... you can see the, the, the gates of the front of Ibrox there, there you, you know, this, 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 this is quite a bright one. That's, ah, that's, that's the Battle Fever podcast thing. That's like the bat signal, isn't it? It's like the Battle Fever signal. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, so we've got them. We've got coasters there as well now. There's a few things on it. Um, and also you can buy tickets for the live show on there. Yeah. Or you can go to universe.com forward slash part of the pod. iBooks in which you can see that man and us two. Geo. Um, Fred will be there. Um, Baz. <laughs> how many? Jody. 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 Uh, the Hail Shebang will be there. I think so, yeah. I think, I think it's pretty much a full house, isn't it? Uh, I don't know how we're going to rotate it through the stage. I was still game done the thing, didn't they, where they came back and they done the stage show and all that and everybody paid money to see people be... And there. Scott, is there any, uh, is there any special... Old man and person? Is there any special yes. guests coming on the night at all? There is, there is two very special guests. One is a Rangers legend and the other one's Gordon Smith. No, I'm looking. One... <laughs> one, <laughs> one is Mike McCoy and Rangers legend um, Gordon Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be listen, let's be honest, it's gonna be a sensational night. I mean, I, I was I was lucky enough to watch the, the live one the last time um from uh, and, and the webcam and it was brilliant. And obviously some of Mike's stories were fantastic. So Mike, the the stuff we're gonna do, the the draws, the prizes, and obviously some stories from Gordon Smith as well. It's gonna be a great night. And we're also gonna have a segment in the show where it's just Geo reading a book. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the phone book. We'll turn the lights down at that point and play, and play, and play some Barry White. I so that's Rangers are giving away a free cast or cap with a new third top. 
you'll need to up your game. I know. I can't keep up with Rangers with the amount of stuff they're releasing. <laughs> if we did that, <laughs> do you know I mean, wow. Um, I've got a great idea. Why don't we give away some of your um, your some of your students' work with uh, with each with each talk? That'd be good. Okay, that'd right, be quality. <laughs> So Neil, <laughs> sorry, Gio, sorry, boys. Geo reads Fifty Shades of Grey for a lady. Almighty. Do you what is a love rod? Not I've ever read the book, mate. I don't know. No, I've never read the book. He's never read the book, but he's no. watched the movie. <laughs> um, I so shirts on sale, tickets on sale. Everything's going on the new guys. I know it's pay weekend stuff like. That. I know we asked for a lot, but. We're basically asking you guys to continue to help support our cause here and, and provide the money for former Rangers players who are in need at the moment. Um, we know we told you about the we told you about the whole um, thing with Ali Dawson. Yeah, you know about how they helped with that. They helped with Fernando, of course. Um, so even Fernando Myra, you know, Ali Dawson wasn't there in Myra, um, but Fernando even in that time. Do you know what I mean? When yeah. footballers earn significantly more mm-hmm. than they did in the 80s and 70s, 60s, etc. But we're still there. David Wilson's another one, of course, who who'll obviously come into that bracket with Absolutely, the sad yeah. news that came out about him. So really, it's worthwhile. I know we're asking you to do it through the pod, but it's just trying to get you something rather than just donating something. Do you know what I mean? We can actually have something to show for it. And listen, there'll be nothing better at Ibrooks that night and seeing a lot of people in battle fever shots. Yeah, that'd be exactly. class. You know yeah. what I mean? So um, <laughs> I thank you for all the support and, and the help and Help us to do this. I was just going to say that. Thank you to everybody who actually purchased uh, anything from the website, the shirts, um, bought live tickets. It's it's greatly appreciated. And I'm sure Colin Stewart himself will actually say that when you, when he, he does come on. I think we're going to try and get him on, aren't we, before uh, the live show. I think there's something we're trying to do. Scott's just ignore me, busy dealing with stuff. No, sorry, mate. I was reading a comment there from that, fellow that, podder. That, that's perfectly fine. So, no, I think... Uh, I think oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a second, Chief. Two seconds. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, honestly, thank you very much for for, for uh, supporting. Um, uh, it's great. It is greatly appreciated. We we genuinely, genuinely are humbled by by everybody who's bought things, um, tickets, and, and merchandise. It's it's a wonderful thing. It's for a wonderful cause, and it's something that's very dear to our heart. Because as Scott alluded to, the players who are actually helping don't or didn't earn as much as modern day players, millionaires and stuff like that tens of thousands of pounds a week. These guys with the modest wages, some of them played for a few years and had to go and open pubs and things like that. And they're now relying on things like the, the speaker circuit and uh, match day hospitality to earn the extra income just to supplement what they've got and their retirement and stuff like that. COVID, unfortunately, wiped that out last season. So some of these guys are struggling and the former players in the club has been helping along. And as we said with uh, Ali Dawson and Fernando Rickson and David Wilson and things like that, the club's always there. You may not see them, but they are behind the scenes helping out former players of all ages. So it's, it's a very worthwhile course, and thank yeah, you yeah, for yeah. supporting. Absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> I deserve an applause for that. It's not very serious. See, usually when Paul sees gets a lot of mic time, it's usually a rant. I usually have to do that and fade them down. <laughs> but I guess an applause that one well done mate um, Jim there has put a comment up saying I was going to show for the pod tonight with Chet and seeing you four guys already where's Baz Baz actually um, started a wee warm up out in the, the car park out there and mm-hmm. pulled his groin and had to um, 
he couldn't. He wasn't available for the season. <laughs> Don't tell you what he was doing. He played drawing, <laughs> but it was pretty vile. <laughs> he wasn't available for the season, so no. we had to. We had to um, not have buzz, mate, and it, it was late on, so I didn't know what to say to you. However, if you would like me to send the link to you, you can come on remote if you would like. Yeah, to you, mate. and whilst we're here, hi, Buzz. Hi, Buzz. Thank you, mate. <laughs> You're better, are you? Um, Love him. So, I that was that, and I'm going to stop touching the comments now because Fred's going to have to see. He will be, is he? Sitting, he's sitting <laughs> <going> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> no point in me being here. <laughs> may, may, as, may as well get the wife back to sit and watch. <laughs> um, right. The Patreon is the next thing that we need to talk about. Sorry, not the Patreon. The network. The network. Yes, the sorry, Battle Fever Podcast Network. Right? Universe.com. No, it's not. Patreon.com forward slash Battle Fever Pod. That is where you can get all the... the. Well, you've done a wee, up, a wee update, um, a wee kind of preview of this. Yeah. Um, which we uploaded, which is quite cool. Also today... A special I, guest on there as well. There's a special guest. It was Greg. Yes. Yes. He's not watching this even, believe it or not. No, he's not. He's away yeah, so, we, so we can talk about him. Ah, he's away at a show or something. <laughs> Do you see those shorts he had on? Hang on. They were, they were, honestly, they were, so, they were so high and tight. It was, it was ridiculous. I felt quite nauseous. <laughs> Hang on. I'm just sending Jim the link because he's he's going to come on at some point. Yeah, get the big man on. That's Jim because Jim's not been on for ages. No, so. he hasn't. He's a lovely human being. Link is Scott, sent. I'll just I'll just do a wee a wee fill in while you're while you're doing that. Mate. Okay, so, mate, on you go. I don't just to, just to reiterate, kind of what Paul said as well, but just from simply the 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 sharing of all the stuff that we put out, all the all the social media stuff. Everyone can give it a wee retweet or a like or a follow or whatever, or even subscribe to the likes of the YouTube channel and stuff. All that sort of stuff really helps because it it just helps get the word out there a wee bit. And, and the more followers we get on board, and the more people who watch the show, given the opportunity to purchase wee bits and pieces, and it helps. Helps raise the profile of the show as well and just helps us get the word out a wee bit more. So, yep, again, if you get an opportunity, give us a wee like, a wee retweet, a wee thumbs up, whatever you want to do. But thank you very much. Space I subscribe. I subscribe to both of these, Ryan. Okay, the BFP Network and the WWE Network. And I would say you get better value of your money. No, I'm looking. On the BFP Network, um, £2.50 a month. And we just released me and Derek Clark. I brought Derek in on this one because Derek oh, yeah. brings a bit of professionalism to the podcast. Something that I don't. Um <laughs> and we started one on Sir David Murray and his tenure, his time in charge of the football club. Now, the whole purpose of this was not to be a hatchet job on David Murray. It was not to be blowing smoke up David Murray's arse either, really. It was to be a, a balanced, fair view of David Murray's time in charge of the club. He made mistakes. He'd probably admit that himself. Um, but he also brought a lot of good. Paul Gascoigne and Brian Loudrup, you know, for instance. Mm -hmm brought a lot of dross as well let's face it i'm getting i'm sure he would admit that um but ultimately there's always you know there's two sides to every story and probably in the rangers case in this instance there's probably 42 sides to every story and um, because of the amount of people that were involved and what myself and derek are doing i'll try to get in the middle of it um even the craig white stuff even the charles green stuff you know all that we're trying to get in the middle of it and just find out what's what the script is here and where the hidden agenda was for everybody and obviously um we have reached out to the murray group um and they are available for comment and we will be getting the comments um out to you guys as soon as we get them um in regards to a lot of issues that we've raised and i thank them for doing that because they didn't have to do that you know it's part of their past at the end of the day and they could turn around and go on rangers it was part of a bygone era we don't want to be there now of course, they will see it from their own point of view. And as I've made clear to anybody who we've spoke to, 
in regards to this series of podcasts is that Malloy only lies one place, and that's with the football club. Nothing to do with who, you know, David Murray's time or whoever else. And um, so, I mate, you watched episode one with me and Derek. Yeah. It's now out, now on the Patreon. It's only way to get it is to join the network. Um, two pound fifty a month, and it's patreon.com forward slash backfield pod. What do you think of episode one? I thought it was very insightful. I did. I really enjoyed it. Um, it, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I kind of, I kind of watched it and sort of tried to take as much as possibly in, uh, as I possibly could because you asked me to sort of almost like kind of pre-approve it as such. Yeah. I had a lot. But I was. I had a lot of work on it at the exact same time, so I was kind of flipped between the two of them. But no, it was very insightful. I, re- I actually really enjoyed it from what I saw. And uh, just while I got you, miss you too, Jody. Yes, Jody, we miss you as well. Get your guitar out. We can't wait. We can't wait to have Jody back in. We'll get. we we'll try to work on something to get Jody back in soon. Um, it's just what I think it is. It's just Jody does a lot of gigs on a Friday night, so because she's a fantastic singer and she should be doing the gigs, but we'll try and get her in um, at some point. So oh, I, so I think something else. Yeah. Get involved in that. Do you? I know you've seen it as well, mate. Um, and I sent it to a couple of people. Um, yeah. So really good. Get get involved with that and let's see. Well, that's, yeah, I want I want the, the viewers to get to get involved. I want them to tell us their mm. stories. Like for instance, episode one goes right back to when just before Murray took over, we get a wee brief insight into the Lawrence group that owned the club for decades. It's part of their family for decades. Um there you go, Jody's on a break at a gig right now. <laughs> um so <laughs> have a good one. <laughs> um so and then you go for then you go for there and you say soon as to, um soon as coming in, David Murray taking over, soon as his role in that, and then all the way through obviously Morris Johnson, etc. <laughs> so if there's any stories about how you reacted, that's a controversial comment, that one, Mo. <laughs> if there's any stories to how you uh, how you reacted to Morris Johnson signing for the club, then get us on social media and let us know and I will read it out. And if you want your name disregarded for that, <laughs> I'll do that as well. I've already heard a couple of crackers that are belters and I can't wait to put them on the next the next pod, me and Derek are going to do that next uh, this week at some point, and we'll get it out there as soon as we possibly can. Um, so, I let me see that one's a quite a good comment. I'm going to put that up. Uh, speed the recovery to uh, tattoos too after his recent operation. Hope you're doing well, mate. If you're watching, absolutely. I was actually going to say something near the end of the pod too that effect. So, thank you, Barney. That's uh, you've you've saved me the effort from doing so. Yeah, but big, uh, big stew. Um, yeah, get real soon, buddy. Um, love you, miss you, mate. Right, Fridge is in there and he's doing that. I think that means ad break. So, <laughs> imagine a world with no cold calling. Keep 100% of your claim. Cheap for claims. If you've been hurt in a road accident that wasn't your fault, you should really talk to G4 Claims first. Unlike road accident solicitors, we don't charge you for our services, which could see you better off. To keep 100% of your compensation, have a chat with Nicole and the team. You'll be glad you did. Search online for G4 Claims. Keep 100% of your claim. G4 Claims. <laughs> and just like that, we have Jeep <laughs> joining us as well. Woo-hoo. Well, Jeep joined us and Geo's fecked off, but um, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Something I said. Jeep, how are we, my friend? I'm okay, mate. I can you hear me okay? Yes. How was the holiday? Uh, it was good. Um, it was just good to get away. Do you know what I mean? Like, just obviously with the way the world is, then it was a bit mad. All the stuff that we had today before we, we left and the COVID tests that we had to buy for going and coming back and stuff. It was a bit crazy, but I was just, uh, it was good to get away. 
Good, mate. Good. Um, we're about to move on to Dundee. Now, if any Rangers supporters are going up to Dundee tomorrow, please go and buy a welding mask before you go up there, especially if you're taking flares with you. Um, yeah. Full riot gear, I think, would be helpful, wasn't it? It's just <laughs> incoming. Make sure you're safe, lads. Okay. So there's a fly in here. <laughs> I'm not being mental. It's just like we're awesome friends. He's applauding that comment now, um, <laughs> So, aye, Dundee tomorrow, right? Chance to... They're not playing it Sunday, obviously. I'm not sure who Hibs and Hearts are playing this weekend, so I don't really care. Uh-huh. But we go and beat Dundee. We stay top of the league. Uh-huh. At the very least, we stay a point clear at the top of the league, which is huge. Yep. Um, as long as we're ahead, we've not hit top form, as we've said. So as long as we continue to be ahead, we're quite happy. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And uh, just, just before we start, I want to say that um, I think the tide has kind of turned for us uh, with regards to uh, results and stuff like that. And I'll just before I get to the Dundee match, I'll explain why, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. If you just... Uh, as you know, I wasn't particularly well last week and I was on very antibiotics and very strong painkillers and all that sort of stuff. And therefore, I couldn't drink. Therefore, I didn't put beer in the fridge. Therefore, we lost and we drew matches. Come Wednesday night, off painkillers, off the antibiotics, beers in the fridge, <laughs> we win. You know what I mean? So that's what happens. You know, I put, I put, oil. I put beers in the fridge, we're going to win. If we score five goals, though, it's automatic gin. Them's the rules. I don't make them up. That's just what happens, all right? So, yeah. So, there's beers in the fridge for tomorrow, so we're going to win. Did the gin's chilling or not? Oh, the gin's... Oh, the, the, no, the, gin, the gin's in the cupboard. The tonic is chilling, as is... As Paul's is the liver is a small price to pay. As is the pink... <laughs> as is the pink grapefruit, because it's Harris gin. Oof. Now, now we're talking, you know. Oof. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah, I just lost myself for a second. Yeah, um, yeah so... <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Dundee. Sorry, I was off topic there. Dundee, yeah, um... Uh, yeah, I think we should we should, we should win the match. Um, our form hasn't been particularly great, which we've alluded to before. Um, we do have certain issues um, in, in the final third. So I think we've been pretty dominant in all the matches. But as you said rightly, um, we're, we're, we're just not clinical enough. We're not ruthless enough. We start nailing that down from tomorrow. We will be fine. I can I cannot see. Um, Rangers losing the match or joining the match um, because, well, I say there's beers in the fridge, basically. Mike! <laughs> I can't most, believe you just said that, Mike. The most tactically inept comment I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I've heard some inept comments, but nonetheless, I'm a guest, so I'll be polite. <laughs> well, that's the case. I, mean, I think uh, if you look at Rangers over uh, this season, not scoring the way they were scoring last year and leaking goals that they weren't leaking last year. And if you can sort even one of those out to begin with, then you'll do well. But listen, on paper tomorrow, you'd expect the Rangers win. Mm-hmm. Jeep, how do we see it going tomorrow, mate? Obviously, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say I know a lot about Dundee because I don't, right? But I'm just going on our quality. If we show up and we play the way we can play, I don't see us having any issues, as Paul says, but we need to still make sure we're professional. Mm-hmm. I hope not. Um, funnily enough, I actually watched the Dundee Derby last week. So I watched them for 90 minutes. Um, they were all right. It was quite a tight game. It was quite a boring game. Um, if we if we play the way we know we can, um, I don't think we'll have too many issues. But it's a stadium I just don't like going to. Uh, we don't. I, I would say um, for 2016, if we got... Uh, promoted back into the Premier League. I haven't looked at the stats, but if I remember correctly, I don't think we've got a very good record up there. Um even even in Gerard's first season, I believe we I believe we, we dropped there when 
I, well, I'd be, I, I think it was a draw. It was Andy Halliday scored the free kick, didn't he? And then Kyle Lafferty yeah. scored the goal that was wrongly ruled offside. Wrongly ruled but right. I mean, mistakes happen. I wouldn't shout conspiracy or anything. But uh, <laughs> I hopefully, <laughs> God, I just honestly, but I've been on five minutes. I just love getting a dig in, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it is a conspiracy to be honest. Are you? Are you? If it's not, I'll start it. You're okay. You're okay. I've got a couple of phone calls to make. We'll be okay. <laughs> it's no, it's, it, it, it's no, it was, it was just because it wasn't Dundee United, mate. It was Dundee. Do you know what I mean? So. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. No, but if we, play, if we play the way we can, I don't have too many issues. Gio, is there anything you, you can stick to it for Dundee, really? I, I know it's tough seeing that because there was a championship team last year and we've not seen much of Dundee, really. Yeah. So, you know, you're going at this blind, but for Rangers' point of view, we show up, mate. You should do this. Absolutely, mate. I mean, I think you're, you're, you're guaranteed that Griffiths, if he starts and plays, because I know he's under investigation and maybe he won't start or whatever, I don't know, and Charlie Adam will have the game of their lives. It's, it's guaranteed. You know that. And, and how many times have we watched Rangers play in the bottom team of the league and really, really struggle? This crowd have not won a game. They've drawn three and lost three, but come tomorrow, mate, you know, we could be watching a game that, that, that we, we're all sitting scratching our heads. But if the real Rangers turn up, Absolutely, mate. I think we could do them and, and do them really easily. And that's that's the thing. You know, if we turn up on the day and, and we get seven or eight players that we know can play and play the way they usually play, if they just turn up and do their job and do what they usually do, we should put them to bed fairly easily, mate. I'm just checking. See who the referee is for the morrow. So, um, because, uh, well, listen, you've got to do your research on these things. So it's not that fucking Mike McCurry one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of coming a comeback just to annoy you. Um. <laughs> That's yeah. a brilliant retort. I love that. <laughs> um, I'll find it. Right, I will find it. I need to get through because you don't just put it out there. You know, you've got to go through links and all that. You, you, what, you think you'd know, maybe know a referee who's having in? I'll have to look it up myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually know what instant Mo's referring to here, but we'll ask the question anyway. If players can get sent off for gestures or blowing kisses, should they get sent off for physically endangering fans? I don't know what she's getting at, but... If players can get sent off for gestures or blowing kisses, should they get sent off for physically endangering... I'm just reading that again. I think she's talking about the flare, uh, the thing with the flare say, really I hope you're being sarcastic, Scott. Oh, mate, I, I'm just being... Uh, a bit uh, I, think, I think the gesture... Scott, it's Bobby Madden, apparently. Mate, it was all just smokescreen. You know what I mean? It's Bobby Madden, apparently. Bobby Madden? Yeah, apparently so. I am a pint the loud and later, can I? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes, they should be sent off. He should have been sent off for endangering that. Uh, the fans earlier, mate. Absolutely. Well, that, that's that's hundred percent. I mean, what they call it uh, under the red card offences, the, uh, the FIFA uh, comments that, that go along with the, the laws of the game basically say if you endanger the safety of a player, it's a, a red card. Yeah, the thing is, if you, I, I, I had no idea what what on earth was going on because I, I hadn't seen it because I was uh, I was I was kind of busy doing other stuff. All of a sudden, I see videos on YouTube. So what the hell is this? Because I, I saw this uh, Griffiths chat. And I saw the video, and it's not like he's just booting the thing off the park against yeah. the side. He yeah, absolutely launches it about 20 rows back into yeah. the stand. That's that's premeditated. That was absolutely scandalous. I think it was Jeep that said on Twitter that if you're <laughs> trying to kick something off the park, you know, you, you would just 
you know, yeah. kick it off the park. Safe foot away. But he leveled it. He was trying to score, do you know what I mean? So, but I, um, what I used as an example is, say for talking sake, you were walking along the road and there was a bottle on the road and you thought, I'm going to kick this bottle onto the pavement. And you leveled it and it hit somebody and it was an accident. You'd immediately go, oh, shit. That was that was the point I was making, whereas he's came out and said it was an accident, but as soon as he kicked it, he, he watched where it went and he turned around and jogged away. So he, mm. he knew about, he knew about he was there. Everybody knows that he was there. Only an idiot would say otherwise. Totally, mate. Totally. I, I did like your your wee analogy on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, mate. I've missed you. <laughs> <laughs> I've missed not done it for a while. I've got a lot of loot to get off my chest. Here, I know, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to, I think you should just stay on and just record for the Patreon after this. Gonna, It'll be epic viewing. I was going to say, we'll, 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 we'll nip off and have a, have a, have a, have a, have a, have a curry or something from this in Jeep's corner for the next hour and a half. We'll, we'll come back, you'll still be ranting and raving. It'll be amazing. Getting it turned into a therapy session for you, <laughs> 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 Oh, dear. Um, aye, so we're talking about the new shop. Sorry. I'm going to. There you go. For anybody who's been oh. living in a cave and hasn't seen it, um, it, is, it is a belter. It really is. Um, Victory Kits have done a fantastic job. She came a follow on Twitter. Um, they've done a great job. And obviously the wee line design there looks quite that's, 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 okay. that's, that's very nice. Very, um, yeah. See in here, mm-hmm. where it says Rangers, like up at the collar here. Uh-huh. I forgot to do it, but I was, I'll let the viewers in. in the oh, you, you, you're, you're joking. I forgot, no, I forgot to do it. You now that Rangers have got Moses McNeil and Peter McNeil and all that stuff, I was going to get Jeep put in some. <laughs> I was going to get Tom put in some. I was going to get Paul put in some. And, and Geo and Baz and Snags and, all, and we were going to go for there and see what... Um, but I forgot about it. <laughs> really it would have been fun when people warmed up and went, I got a Baz shirt. Maybe <laughs> 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 must have opened mine up and I got a, I got a, a Scott shirt. Uh, you know, I oh no, I get the wee fanny that just rants. Oh. Love <laughs> 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 it. Love it. I think we're I think we're near enough there. To be Aye. honest with you, um, it's been excellent talking to Mike McCurry again and having him in the studio. How do you find the the studio experience? This the first time you've been with us in here. So this is far far better. Sure is. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can uh, the interaction. I think would hopefully be be better and, and and so. Sadly, I'm sitting. My eyesight was always in question. I'm sitting too far <laughs> away from the comments, so I can't see them. So I can't. <laughs> I can't see them either way. <laughs> to be fair, I couldn't see a line from a fluorescent flag at 100 yards, so I've got no chance. <laughs> but if you want to hear, obviously Mike will be on and off the pod um, if he's all right with that. And also we'll be getting him his, you know, if there's any decisions. I couldn't date for a Leon game because there's too many, right? Yeah. And apart from that, the Motherwell game's really the only one where you think the time-wasting side of things, but there's not really been much... Worth, we've been poor, so yeah. Also, let's let's just retreat, retrack a bit. You couldn't do that at the Leon match because number one, you're at the stadium, and the two, there's no phone signal there just now, anyway. So, what the matter? You push away, go, why is Mike not replying? No, it's not even being sent. Everybody keeps saying, everybody keeps saying the Wi Fi works. Doesn't work for me. No, the only Wi Fi that comes up with me, it's all padlocked. Aye, it's all UEFA match day Wi Fi and all that stuff. No, never comes up for me and works. Can I jump in and say something here quickly? Go for it, mate. Sure. Cedric Eaton has just scored against Bayern Munich. <laughs> Oofed. Oh, that's no joke. Sorry. No, I swear to God. Sorry, <laughs> he's, just, he's just scored in the 88th minute to make it 3 1 to Bayern. But uh, he's, put, he's put one back. He's just scored against Bayern Munich. Wow. 
Wow. Brilliant, man. Real Madrid, um, Bayern Munich. Why, why, why is he not here? I know. Should have been playing against Mullins. Do you know, I was sitting in Ireland last weekend and going, right, it's a Motherwell match. It's 1 1. We're sitting. 20 minutes ago. Where's Eaton? Where's Eaton? I will do the score predictions, Kyle, but Ryan, you're spot on there, mate. You get one of my shots, you say, yeah, you get a policy shot, you go, for fuck's sake. So that guy, that guy uh, Ryan Dunbar, he's he's, he's banned from his life pod, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he guessed me. No, no, no. I'll I'll put paid to that. Uh, if you want to see Mike and Gordon Smith and all the guys on the pod, um, as I say, go and book the tickets for Ibrooks. They will, thingy, they will. You know, there's only a few left, so yeah, they're doing quite well with them. But um, there is a few left there if anybody wants them. Um, so crack on and get them bought. All your money's going to the Benevolent Club, as we have said. Um, and I think, I'm sure there was something else I wanted to say, but I can't mind. No, so we'll need to be next podcast. I'm really, really sorry. Um, really, really sorry. Gio, thanks very much, mate. My pleasure, my man. Thank you for having me. You're a legend, and we love you. In my own mind. In my own mind. Thank you, Jade. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Great seeing you all again. No, January, guys. Brilliant being back. Um, Feels like it's been ages, but really, 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 really enjoyed being back. Thank you very, very much see, for having me. See mm-hmm. the guy who's producing this, by the way, in the background? He just sent us a message saying Ali birthday. So it's really quite alarming that the guy who's producing this hasn't watched it. That was, that was, that was, the, very, <laughs> that was the very first thing we done. <laughs> no, I'm quite gutted about this, actually. <laughs> the, best part, the best part is nobody can see it. We, we, we can see him sitting here. He's actually sitting with his, his hand over his face because he's embarrassed with the whole thing. So, that no, did, 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 I, did I just say that? Um, what we will do before we go is we'll play the live show ad because I just love it. <laughs> Cody Muncher, it is known the War Office system, mate. It's in Ibrooks. I know what you put up there, War Office, but I that one was in the War Office. Mm. Sorry, Fred, I just did that. And you got you got a good close up view of Mike's the back of Mike's head there as well, <laughs> which is no, no he got that for free, you know what I mean? I, I got to watch that the whole time. Geo, Geo, allegedly, got any one of the transfers of the pod logo so we can put it on his seat for the next uh, <laughs> 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 I love it, love it. Uh, thanks to Jeep for that. I know, mate. I'm sorry. It was just too late, and I'm I didn't sorry. want to muck up your plans, mate. No, I was going to. I was going to go for a like um and a big surprise entrance, and I checked. <laughs> I, I I checked the Twitter, and I was like, oh, they've already got four in the studio. I'll just patch it. So I just left it, <laughs> and then and then I clicked on it. I was like, "Fuck, there's only fucking three of them there." <laughs> 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 um, I, I, I remembered. Sorry, before we go, what I was going to say. 
Thursday we might be doing a live watch along if MD's interested oh, yeah. in watching the game with us. We're going to do it in the studio. Um, Jib, I take it you're working, mate, with that reaction. Yeah, yeah. I was like, did I get that away there? <laughs> 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 um, uh, you know, if you want to watch it with us, turn down these pundits that we're not thinking, do you know what I mean, that we don't like, who don't know what they're talking about, and listen to me and Paul and some other people who don't know what we're talking about either, but at least we're Rangers supporters, so <laughs> that, that makes it all right. It'll be a laugh. It'll be fun. Yeah. Also, we don't know how the internet will cope, so we might drop off air. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's unmissable. It'll be a laugh. <laughs> um, so, aye, Thursday night, hopefully we'll be in here watching the game live. And hopefully as well, we'll have a wee journalist with us from Denmark. No one here. He'll be remote because it would be weird trying to get him over here for that. But, um, aye, he's going to join us and give us a wee bit of an insight into Bronby. And maybe then we'll maybe stay on after the, after the game and do a live reaction pod where... People can phone in, people can text in. Well, you can't text in. So we're doing a little bit beforehand with a journalist. We then watch the match and we're going to stay on afterwards and do reactions. You're not getting any more money for it. No, it's just, no, it's, no that's going to say, it's, it's, it's my wife phoned you and said, came out with the fucking house or something. So I so that's what we're planning on Thursday. So we'd love to have you join us as well. More. It's, it's not going to be him from Denmark if it was God himself. <laughs> I, what, what, what I love about this is even Mike remembers Brian Loudrup, we ever have him in the studio, we can't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thanks to Jeep for coming on as I say late. Thanks to Paul Seas. It's my absolute pleasure. I love this. Yes, thanks to Fred Zerdini's bit in the behind the scenes. Thanks, mate. And of course our guest, and again, another fantastic insight into the, the referee inside the game and into the game in general and how we can make it better in this country. Mike McCurry, thank you, mate. Thank you very much. It's always a privilege to be here and I'm looking forward to your podcast on Gogglebox on Thursday. Mike's joining us on Thursday in the comments. I love it. <laughs> That's what it'll be like. It'll be oh, like Gogglebox. Yeah, we can have you there for refereeing decisions. Just give me a shout. I, 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 I might be working with Jeep that night. Who is it? Me too, do you to get somebody in? Just let's go over to Peter somebody in. So, I thank you very much for joining us. To all of you as well here because again we don't do it absolutely if you guys don't watch so thank you for that um and we'll see you thursday night absolutely hashtag keep the battle fever on when i was a young boy my father said to me put this scarf around your neck and sing the blues with me now I am much older There's a place I want to be It's red faucet, it's beautiful It's steeped in history And I know what I'll find When the place comes alive I got that battle fever Coming over me And I got If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips and adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.